Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Deborah Meyer and Andre Bryant. Deborah? Uh, I don't 
Um, I think that only because of that he lived there, that he was later found. I, no, I don't. I don't believe so. Okay. Because it wasn't until after she went missing. I mean, ten years after she went missing, that that he was found to be responsible for the disappearance of Sharon Bald Eagle. So I don't believe that he said anything. And I think that there he. It's very frustrating because there's very little information about him, and um, he does. He didn't say a lot. Right. You know, some some people are, will brag on their misdeeds, and he didn't do that. And that's why I think that these these individuals, and um, he certainly may have been responsible for their their abduction and murders, but he could be responsible for many, many more. Right. And he didn't have a um, uh, he didn't have a specific. Um, Type that he looked for, or that he he um, abducted. That uh, just it was it was. In fact, in a couple of the cases, uh, th- there were two there were two people together. He abduct- abducted both of them at the same time. It happened at least twice, in which um, two girls were together, and he abducted them both. That he he, which is would not be easy to do, but, um, he, so that's a very unusual, people would be confident because their, their, their friend would be with them, but, um, he did that at least twice. I think that you had read, um, Sharon Bald Eagle's story, um, and she was one of them that was abducted by him and the friend had gotten away. The friend got away. Yeah. The, The friend got away and there was actually, uh, two other, boys that got away from a, a situation that, that he was involved in. But it was because Sharon Baldigal's friend got away that he was found guilty. Right. There was a survivor. And so that's why he was found guilty of the abduction and convicted of that. Um, yeah, that put, him behind, that put him behind bars. That's the only thing that he's been convicted of. Sure. Uh, that he was convicted of before he died. And the and that was kind of late in his his career that that, that happened. But he didn't seem to leave. She escaped uh, because he didn't seem to leave any witnesses behind. Sure. And this town of of Rollins was was a small little town, just just nine thousand two hundred people or something. Uh, a little town, safe town, um, and she was just going to the movie theater. Mid-August, um, perfect activity for a teenage girl. And she never made it to the movie theater. Royal Russell Long was uh, also a long-haul truck driver, and some of these cases spread from Wyoming, Colorado, Oklahoma, so there's a lot of people in that. There's a there's a lot of people that could have gone missing during that time that he might have been responsible for. Right. Andre Bryant was six weeks old in 1989. Andre lived with his parents, Monique Rivera, and Timothy Bryant, and his two older brothers in Brooklyn, New York. 
On March 28th, Andre's mom was taking him and his two brothers for a walk in their neighborhood when two women stopped to talk to her. The women talked about Monique's children and asked if they could hold Andre. Although unknown for sure, it's thought that Monique knew the women from high school. They convinced Monique to go shopping with them. They went to a store called Canadians where Monique bought an outfit for herself and the women bought her a pair of pants and a shirt. They then drove Monique and her children back home. Monique told her husband, Timothy, that the women used a fraudulent credit card to make their purchases and that they planned to go shopping again with, and that she planned to go shopping with them again in White Plains, New York, about an hour north the following day. Timothy's sister, Patricia, agreed to watch the children while Monique went shopping with the women on March 29th. The two women did not pick up did not pick Monique up outside her apartment as they had planned. They called her from a payphone around the block and told her to meet them there. They also insisted that she brought Andre with. At 2 p.m., Monique left her apartment with Andre while Patricia stayed with the older children. Monique was seen getting into the women's vehicle, which was a 1988 or 89 Burgundy Pontiac Grand Am Sports Edition with tinted windows and possibly Maryland plates. Monique and Andre wouldn't make it home from shopping. They were reported missing when they didn't return. Monique's body was found the next day on March 30th in the woods by East Chester Bay near City Island Road in the Bronx, about 40, mi 40 minutes away from Brooklyn. Authorities didn't realize it was Monique for several days until they saw an ad that her husband had put in the paper pleading for information on Monique and Andre's whereabouts. Did they not, he did, did he report them missing to the police? So what I gather is that he reported them missing to the police, but because it was in two different um, kind of areas of New York, it didn't, they didn't quite gather that that was who, whose body they found. Okay. Um, Monique had been struck on the head and strangled. There was no sign of Andre at the scene. There was also no sign of the women or the vehicle that she was last seen in. Monique's sister said that Monique fought for Andre. Quote, her hands were very bruised, her nails were broken off, because she was struggling with them. Monique was 25 years old when she died, and her murder remains unsolved. Andre has not been seen or heard from since, and the two women have never been identified. One woman is described as African-American, approximately 30 years old, and heavy set. The other woman is described as African-American, approximately 22 years old, with long red hair. Both were about 5'7". Authorities believe that Andre may have been sold into an adoption ring. His abduction might be connected to the disappearance of Christopher Dansby and Shane Walker. Both boys disappeared from the same Harlem Park three months apart and after Andre's disappearance. All three boys are African-American. Christopher Dansby was two years old in May 1989. He was last seen at the Martin Luther King Jr. Park, 113th and Lenox Avenue in Harlem, which is a New York borough of Manhattan. His mother had been with him at the park and decided to go to the store. She didn't bring the stroller, so she left Christopher with some relatives that were still at the park. When she returned a half hour later, Christopher was gone. The relatives said that he was seen playing with a red ball and two two other children. They hadn't brought a red ball, and there was no red ball in the vicinity. A seven-year-old boy from Christopher's neighborhood said that he saw him walking on West 11th Street later that day. He was accompanied by an African-American male between 25 and 30 years old. 
six feet tall, thin, with dreadlocks. The relatives are polygraphed, and they still have no suspects in his case. Shane Walker was one-year-old in August 1989. He was last seen at the same park, located at 113th and Lennox in Harlem. His mother, Rosa, was sitting on a bench when two older children, around 10 and 5, asked if they could play with Shane. Rosa said they could. Around this same time, an African-American man approached Rosa and began talking about crime, and he mentioned kidnapping, saying, quote, things happen to children, unquote. And he pointed to scars on himself that he said were from fighting. Rosa became distracted, and when she looked back at Shane, he was gone, and so were the children he was playing with. The two children then re-entered the park a short time later through a hole in the fence. They told Rosa that they had left Shane at the park. She then took the children to the police station to report Shane missing. These children were the same ones that Christopher Dansby was last seen playing with before he disappeared. They were questioned extensively, and so was the man that spoke to Rosa at the park. Authorities concluded that Shane was abducted by a non-relative. Police stated that they were looking for an unidentified man for questioning. He is described as African-American, 19 to 24 years old, 5'8", wearing a yellow shirt and acid-washed jeans. Shane's mother received a phone call in the days after Shane disappeared, saying that he was buried in an abandoned building. Police investigated, but nothing was found. Christopher and Shane's cases have strong similarities. They both lived in the same apartment building, they both disappeared from the same park on a Thursday, and they were both seen playing with the same children before they disappeared. Andre Bryant disappeared in March 1989, Christopher Dansby in May 1989, Shane Walker in August 1989. All three are African American. Authorities are unsure if the cases are connected. They investigated the possibility that the boys are connected to a black market baby ring operation. These cases remain unsolved. Andre Bryant was six weeks old when he disappeared in March 1989. He is described as African American. He was last seen wearing a gray suit with two horizontal red lines, a beige knitted hat and sweater, and white socks. He would be 31 years old this year. Christopher Dansby was two years old when he disappeared in May 1989. He is described as African American. He has black hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a blue jacket, a floral print shirt, blue jeans, and green and white sneakers. He has a birthmark shaped in a figure eight on, on his back and a burn scar on his thigh. His nickname is Choo Choo. He would be 33 this year. Shane Walker was one year old when he disappeared in August 1989. He is described as African American. He has black hair and brown eyes. His hair was braided and pulled back when he was last seen. He was last seen wearing a blue and white shirt, light blue pants, and white LA gear sneakers. He has a small scar under his chin. He would be 32 years old this year. If you have any information about the murder of Monique Rivera and or the disappearances of Andre Bryant, Christopher Dansby, and Shane Walker, please call the New York Police Department at 646-610-6914. Why, why would you abduct African-American boys? I mean, these are, these are young, six, you said it was, he was six weeks old. Yeah, Andre was only six weeks old. 
why why would you I, I guess adoption is expensive I that's just so many children in such a short time it is and one of the one of the family members of of the children had made that comment that you know there's there's children that are in need of homes all over the place and you know why why take somebody else's children that way why not why not do it the right way and adopt a child or foster a child when there's so many children that are in need of homes and there's there's a very populated area i mean that you would have they would have been seen coming or going or there would have been people all around that would have seen seen something but it wouldn't have appeared to be off right I mean it's walking away with a child holding their hand or or and they could very well be adults that and never know right that they were that their parents were somebody else until they do a DNA test or wow yeah and there's still I mean all these years later there's still no no new information about any of these children and I mean no new information about Monique's murder either yeah well and, and she must have known them because she went with them willingly I mean you'd think and um, but those classes there your your classes would have been very large right um, you know hundreds of students graduating class um, and she may not have known them very well I think that she was 25 and one was described as 22 and the other one was described as 30 so she may have just maybe known their names and maybe not actually knew them very well right right they, they, they may have, they lived in the same area. Right. And then to have two children, five and ten, yeah. be involved with that abduction. Yeah, it wasn't very clear. I don't know. I mean, you'd think that if these two children showed up twice in missing children's cases, I mean, it didn't say anything about their the children's parents or, I don't know. It just, it seems like a very odd a very odd connection with no answers about it well and they would have been asked questions but they they would have been asked questions and probably you know um, pushed to answer those questions and they didn't they didn't they didn't crack under pressure right um, but maybe you know maybe it's something so simple as they they knew very little about what was happening right um, or they were told a story or whatever, but it, this is, it, it feels like this story is the thing of you know, children's, children's stories that were meant to scare you to death. It, it feels like a terrible, horrible, um, nightmare. Right. Cause I have heard stories like that. But I didn't know that they were actually true. Yeah. That, that it actually happened to people. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. And, and then, and those are just two that I was able to find. I mean, there's, if, if there was a potential, um, you know, baby ring operation going on, how many other children from that area may be connected to these these children? 
from that state or from right. because you would you would kind of move around and um, you wouldn't well you wouldn't think you would you would take it from the same area though it though they did right um, but it's just a terrible story yeah it is and really with with being um, young children with you know they didn't have other than maybe the there was a birthmark and there was you know a scar under under one of their chins but everybody has a scar under their chin um, there's no defining characteristics that could you could say hey that's that's me right that's me and you'd think, I mean, depending on the severity of a scar, if you had it when you were one or two, it may not even be noticeable be a, anymore when you're in your right. 30s. And if it was one or two, you wouldn't even necessarily know you have it right. or how you got it. Or, right. But truly, I mean, I think that, that every adult probably has a scar on their chin. That's yeah. not, it's not distinct. Whereas in the, um, the, the story that I read earlier, she had a full set of dentures at 14. That's a very unusual thing to have. Right. Um, it's distinct. Um, if if you were, you know, it's distinct. And, and for these little these little boys, there was nothing yet distinct about them that was differentiated them from another child that same age. Right. And those those mothers and fathers and siblings um, growing up without them. That's just awful. It's just awful. It's just awful. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos along with information and articles used for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. Mm -hmm.